Welcome to Greener Fields with me, your host, Hannah Nash. Here, I'll be chatting with people all around the world about the realities of life in your 20s and 30s, especially regarding what life is like living in Ireland or abroad. The good, the bad, the funny and the ugly, and everything else in between to help you decide whether the grass is always greener on the other side or just greener wherever you water it. Enjoy! Imelda, welcome to Greener Fields. How are you getting on? Thanks so much, Hannah, and thank you for having me on the podcast. I've literally been so excited for this since you started talking about setting up a podcast. Um, But yeah, I'm good. Delighted to be back in Ireland. Yeah, well, you just mentioned there that you are now back in Ireland. Am I right in saying you're in Waterford right now? Yes, I am. So I live in a literally small village outside Waterford City um, around this area. So yeah, very excited to be home here. Amazing. And, you know, we're going to be chatting a lot about home but also your travels the last few months and to be honest last few years and what got you there in the first place because I've known you from college from Waterford IT we go with <laughs> everyone from WIT is very proud and just uh, justified so um but yeah before before we get started into that conversation I'd love you to introduce yourself for those who may not know you yeah absolutely um so hi my name's Imelda and I'm from Waterford in Ireland um I have been traveling for the last seven months I would say so consistently but before I started traveling I studied in um WIT which is now SCTU with Han um did social science and then from there I actually started working in the university which I absolutely loved um and now I basically work for myself so I run a social media marketing business um and I help Irish businesses content creation podcast management management basically everything to do with being social number one thing I love <laughs> amazing amazing and you know you mentioned there that got so many things that we're going to talk on talk, touch on and talk about like your travels the kind of career change the life you had in Waterford before you left what you've come home to and everything else in between but to kind of get started on this conversation I'd love to hear a little bit about maybe your first experience of travel um you know whether that was with your family or maybe in college or something like that or you know to try to figure out was like this wanderlust something that you always knew you wanted to be to do to become to travel around the world or was it something that you grew into over time love it so actually a bit of both so I'd say traveling wasn't on my mindset when I was like young now I mean like child young like from like 12 13 14 I wasn't really like I'm gonna go off and travel um, but then I was actually part of Coral and Oak, which is like the youth council here in Ireland for people that might not know. Um, and then being a part of that, I did loads of trips around Ireland and stuff. And then I joined National Youth Council of Ireland. And that's actually what got me really big into travel because I absolutely love human rights and I love youth development and working with young people and kind of helping young people kind of do voluntary experience and like get the confidence to come out of their comfort zone. Um, but from that, I actually got to go over to Brussels and over to Strasbourg and over to like speaking Congress and stuff like that. And it was unbelievable. Even to this day, when I say like I was 16 representing Ireland in Strasbourg, I'm literally like, how? And then from that, that literally made me fall in love with traveling. So then I did a lot of traveling around Europe. So I actually started traveling. I don't know how my parents let me do it. But I started traveling on my own when I was 16. Um, my first trip was over to Edinburgh actually to see my cousin so I traveled over to her and then that's when I started doing Brussels and Strasbourg in different areas and then when I turned about 17 18 me and one of the girls did a trip over to Paris um and that was such a last minute trip 
that was a really good experience, but a really scary experience at the same time. So I absolutely loved it. And we can go into that in a little bit more detail. But um, from there, then I was like, I kind of got the bug to go further. So yeah, I always wanted to travel. And I knew like traveling further afield and seeing the rest of the world was something that I just literally had to do. I think my mind is always so curious that I just want to know new cultures. I want to get to know new people and then get to explore new places. Yeah, it's it's true because since I've known you, which was obviously in college, I always got that sense that you were like you were ready, you were planning on traveling. And even the last time I I saw you was in West Cork, which is where I am right now. And I remember yourself and, and Nick was like talking about travel and there was all the places you were gonna go. And the fact that you have subsequently both gone, I just chatted um to Nick before this a couple of days ago. And it's just amazing to see that you 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 followed through with that kind of want and dream and it maybe intensified as you got older. But I'm always really curious about those kind of first senses of independence. So you know you went to college in Waterford you from there. So you never got that chance to move out um yeah. within college, which is an opportunity that some people get and that can always be or can be the first kind of like, oh I'm I'm grown up now. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> But like yeah. you mentioned, you were traveling when you were much younger um, and to different European cities and around Europe. And I'd love to hear about, you know, maybe some of those experiences and the kind of highlights. But again, you mentioned the lowlights. We're trying to always balance this conversation of both. But those kind of early travel experiences and how they may have helped or hindered your opinion and take on, I guess, adventure in the first place. Yeah, 100%. Um, so definitely highs and lows with traveling. A lot more highs, thankfully, than lows Um, within Asia, within Europe, with everywhere I've been. But actually talking about like the experience of Paris. So I'm very thankful I went to Paris because it gave me like a big realization of like safety and stuff like that. So me and one of the girls went over to Paris. We absolutely loved it. And it was such a last minute trip. Again, we were like 17, bordering 18. So that's why our parents were like, it's OK to go. But we didn't really have our heads screwed on to be to be straight, like to be a matter of fact. We were like, oh, my God, we're in Paris. This is so exciting. So we were kind of like, we we're like, let's go out, for example. And then not that we got ourselves into like silly situations, but like our phones wouldn't have been charged. We would have like not actually known how to get a taxi back to our accommodation. Um, So it was one thing that was a little bit of a fright that we were like walking back to our accommodation. And there's actually people like behind us and we didn't know if they were safe. We didn't know if they were not safe or whatever. But this absolutely lovely man literally walked beside us the whole way to our accommodation. He had roses and he was there and he was like, I know you're both quite young. He was like, there is a group of people behind you. You're in a little bit of like a dodgy, a dodgy area in Paris. I do recommend you be safe. And I thank God for him because he was literally just like, I'm going to bring you back to the accommodation where you're staying or whatever and then we might have been a bit stupid to trust him but we just kind of had this feeling that it was like he's he's good this is safe and then he woke us back to the accommodation and then he literally stayed there with us for like 10 minutes and he was like if you're on this street at night time just be a bit wary like you're in a Paris which is a good area but like it can be a little bit dodgy stuff like that um but then it was like say we went to the Eiffel Tower and we loved it during the day but then at night time, it would be a lot of people trying to sell us stuff and things like that. And we'd be walking away and they'd be following us. So I think it scared me a little bit. And I feel like if I was a bit older, I would have been grand because I would have been like, stop, go away. But the one thankful thing I am is that it gave me the realization to um just not have common sense traveling, but kind of be have street smart. And that's one thing I'm very grateful for. Because when you are traveling, like it is very safe, but you can get into kind of a few situations that might not be too safe so you really just have to kind of have your head screwed on and stuff like that 
Um, that's just one low is the thing. Like from Paris, there were a thousand highs, but that's one thing that gave me a big realization with traveling. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how that you know because that would have been a pretty scary experience. Like even you recounting that, like I can imagine myself at seventeen. To, to be honest, I can imagine myself twenty five finding that quite, <laughs> quite intimidating. Um, and it you know it it could have potentially in a different world hindered your capacity 100%. to want to travel or to adventure, and and it could have made you feel quite vulnerable and things like that. But it obviously didn't because you subsequently then you know continued to travel and, and and extended periods of time and solo traveled as well throughout that but before we get into the kind of massive trip that you just did and the adventures that all that was and the career change and everything I'd love to hear a little bit about your life before you left when it came to being in Waterford you're we working in WIT yeah graduated college and you know from I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hear about it now but it, it seemed from the outside anyway like a, a really that you were quite happy with that like you were you were you had a really good bunch of friends you had yeah. um you know there was like from when I last spoke to you previously like there was a lot of good in your life at that moment in time you were doing a job that I think you loved and, and everything like that and I just love to hear a little bit about you know that life before you decided to book that one-way flight I go this could be like this story could nearly go on for an hour but we'll keep it short um so you're so right I literally loved my life in Waterford and I loved what I was doing so from studying the college and then working with the college and working in the student life and learning team I worked with the most amazing people and the nicest people ever um so I say I was working in there for about 20 I was gonna say 24 years so since I was like 23 and then finished up 22 and then kind of finished up just before I turned 25 so the November before um I absolutely loved my job loved my friends loved everything that I was doing and then what I kind of realized is and I say a few people kind of go through this but I was just so confused and that's the only way that I can explain it so it's like I was really really happy but I wasn't happy at the same time and I was always questioning everything that I was doing so say I'd be driving into work and I think that's when it hit me one day and I was literally driving in and I full on went, is is this my life for the rest of my life? And I think that terrified me because at 24, I could picture my entire life until I was 60. I was literally like I had the job. I was working, working up the career ladder. I was in an, an amazing relationship. We were literally like, we'll get a house, we'll get married, we'll get engaged, all of this stuff. I'd be absolute best friends. But I think that's what terrified me is that I could see I'm going to work in the college until I retire. I'm going to get married and get a house, have the kids. And then I was like, there's just so much more out there. And then how it actually came into my mind is Nicole was actually saying that she was going to travel. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing. And in my mind, I was always like, I'm going to wait until I get permanent so I can take like a career break. And then um, that summer, I went over to Italy with my mum. Um, and that was such an amazing trip and I absolutely loved it and I loved being able to travel and it was kind of at that stage that I was like Imelda what do you want to do because that's when I was happy when I was traveling the world and seeing new people and then I came home and I kind of had a few conversations with people just been like I was telling them I was like I'm confused I'm not too sure what I want to do and then um, I was talking to one of the lads at the time and he was literally like if you want to go travel you have to do it he was like book the flight and then I think when he said book the flight within the space of four weeks I sold my car, booked a one-way flight, and then November of 2022, the 18th November 2022, I literally hopped on a flight and flew to Indonesia. So it's mad. It's like from like how you could see from the outside, it's like she has her life together. She's very happy. 
although I was I was still sad at the same time being like where am I going with this um and then the one thing I can say is I am so unbelievably grateful for all of last year from the highs from the lows to breakups to saying goodbye to friends to actually getting on that plane and doing it because now I now I can literally say I am so happy and it was like February last year I was in Thailand sitting down and like before that I was like what am I doing how am I traveling and then this wave of happiness just came over me being like Nelda like you actually did it like at 24 you left the job you followed your own happiness and you just went and lived your life and yeah to this day I'll always be grateful that I did it it's just you know I think that idea like you said there that we were you were going into job you were parking your car and you could see yourself at 24 you could see the rest of your life in front of your eyes and I think that's something that generations before us would have only dreamed of they would have dreamed of this career certainty they would have dreamed of uh, financial security they would have dreamed of having that capacity to look ahead and and know what's coming and I think that has changed not necessarily for everyone but it certainly has changed from the people I've spoken to that that terrified them as well because they were experiencing life and 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 almost living at at the same the same routine the same thing and the familiarity was going to end up you know really really hurting them in, a, in some sort of way this kind of sense of um claustrophobia like being stuck being yeah. lacking this sense of you know freedom and adventure and again it's a privileged position to be able to say that but Absolutely. it didn't take away from the experience of you know, your entire life flashed before your eyes and it was the same that you were living at 24. And you can yeah. pick where the, the partner, the, the marriage, the kids, the house, the car, the retirement, what you would do then. And I really think that that's something that is is becoming a, a really big fear of people is this, is that sense of, I can see the rest of my life. I know what it's going to look like. And for some people, that will sound like the dreamiest of dreams, but 100%. not for everyone. Others, it's like, it's, it was scary. Because for me at the start, like when I was like 19, now I'd say when I graduated and got the role, I was like, this is great because security is a big thing to me and it always has been. And that was such a scary going traveling because I was leaving a lot of security. Um, But I knew I could always come home. I'd always have a place to come home. So that kind of gave me the realization that it was like, it's okay to do this. But yeah, literally, like three years ago, I would have been like, I'm going to work my way up. And then not out of nowhere, but then I was literally like, I don't want to be able to picture the next 60 years of my life. Yeah. And it's the conversations that you mentioned, like you had that conversation with your friend. And then four weeks later, you were on the flight and things like that. It's like, I think we don't really sometimes appreciate the conversations that we were having with people and, and the impact that they can have and the impact that they hopefully this conversation will have on someone when it comes to to that it's like there is so much value in having those conversations and you don't always have to listen to people's opinions or thoughts on your life but yeah getting a chance to reflect your own thoughts out there like that's the ther- the feature therapist in me is like it's really important to have a conversation yeah. <laughs> but you know so then you you know you 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 decided to to a certain extent leave that all behind or not maybe forever but for for a while anyway and you booked that flight you handed in that notice um the relationship ended and you're, you were saying goodbye to your friends and then you were like it's this is my time um I'm 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 sad to be leaving but I I cannot not go um yeah. can you tell me a little bit about 
your where you went to first how those first few weeks were um and you were also on your own um solo traveling and again this is something that I would want to hear a little bit about is your experience of those first few weeks when you're on the other side of the world you're on your own you have just left everything you know everything you love how did that go for you um honestly absolutely loved it which is kind of crazy to say because a lot of people have different experiences but I think when I was leaving Ireland I didn't actually think I was leaving until I was on that plane and then when I was on the plane, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going traveling. But then Han, like when I landed in Bali and when I got to my accommodation, it was like this. Like I literally went on my stories and I was like, I was like, that's like I'm in Bali. I was like, like 24 hours ago. I was in Ireland. I was literally like selling my car and working in my full time job. And I was like, and now I'm in Bali. Like how? And I think I had so much adrenaline for the first few weeks that like made it so, so exciting. Now, what I am grateful for is, so when I first got to Bali, I actually, um, I wanted to kind of get to know people before I went traveling. So a great way to do that is to join Facebook groups or to join kind of like travel groups and stuff like that and just get conversations going. So then I started chatting to a girl from Finland and a girl from Ireland who was actually going over as well. And then I, I was kind of grateful because they were in Bali when I was there. So I knew I kind of, not fully knew two people, but I knew I had an idea of people um so I met them at the start and then I actually joined a group travel trip um for inter travel and I just went around traveling with them for like 12 days because I was like this will just be a good way to actually see Bali um and kind of get to know the place without having to figure out where where I go and I'm very grateful that I did that because I learned a lot I learned like how to order bikes I learned kind of like the culture I learned what's respectful what's not respectful and what to do because that's my main thing is that if I go to someone else's country, I want to make sure I'm respectful to their culture and actually get to know them and stuff. So that was really, really good. And then, um, and then yeah, after the trip, I stayed in Bali, went to Chengdu and I literally explored all of it. I was in Bali for two months and then I went over to Thailand for two months and then I went to Laos and then it was actually like some really smoky. So North Thailand has like a smoky season. Um, and then from there, I actually went back to Bali and then just explored more of Indonesia. Wow, it's the, there's so many different adventures that I can't wait to hear about because I think having spent that much time in each place, having gone back to places, having had the mix of group travel and solo travel, and the you'll have a bit of you know a thought on the, that comparison between the two, yeah. which is just so so interesting. And I think you know what I'm hearing so much more of in these conversations is the benefits of firstly reaching out to people on social media through groups and things like that and also group travel experiences and I think they're things where I don't know if it's just me but the idea that you, you have to wait for someone else to go with you because yeah. if you don't then you'll be on your own sitting in a teepee on your own for the entire time like there, there, there's no you are going to be on your own in Bali looking at a pool on your own like you know that this idea that if you don't go with someone like on the plane there, you will never meet anyone else. Yeah. Um, and that is clearly not true. Um, but I think it is a, it's a, it's probably a worry of the parents of Ireland in the first place is that they're going to be on their own the entire time. They're going to be so lonely and everything like that. But you had a different experience and I'd love to hear about, you know, the, how you kind of found making friends while traveling and the kind of the first few weeks in Bali compared to how you, found it previously before you left in Ireland because you know I would know you as a really social person really yeah. friendly love to meet new people love to make connections as it was in Ireland was that different when it came to the group travel experience um or was it just heightened better or worse because I think that's something that you know pe people 
want to make friends and be part of something and, and, and to have that sense of adventure with other people. That's the shared experience part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But was there a difference between before you left and when you got there and how was that for you? There was and there wasn't, I suppose. So one thing I can always say I'm grateful for is that I do love meeting new people. And like, I do actually get really nervous over anything. Like when I'm meeting someone new, like people probably like, oh my God, Melda never gets nervous. She never gets anxious. But I'd be sitting in my car and I'd be like, oh my God, okay. I'll count to three. I'll take a deep breath and I'll be like, go, just do it. And then I'll get out of the car. And that's what I used to do. Because even when I was in Ireland, I started like um, group hikes and stuff like that um and we went hiking around Ireland just because I wanted to kind of bring people together to be able to make new friends and I'm really happy I did that because I think that gave me the confidence to then be like people do want to make friends and that is a big fear when people go traveling that it's literally like what if I don't actually get to know people um but when you are traveling like there's so many people traveling on their own and my whole thing is that I'll always treat everybody else how I'd want to be treated so if I'm on my own and if I see someone else is on their own I'll go and chat to them because they actually might be nervous to talk to somebody. Or if I'm in a group, I'll kind of chat to everybody so I can like bring more people together and get other people to make friends. And that was one great thing with traveling is that I did make so many friends. Because when you're staying in hostels, like there's so many people traveling on their own that everybody does just want to be chatting and they do want to get to know other people. Um, But as well as that, even if like you go out and you're doing activities. So if you do the stuff that you enjoy, it's a really good way to make friends that way. So like I love hikes, I love adventures, I love surfing and stuff like that. So I actually made some of my best friends, I'd say, from traveling um, through, throughout all of Asia. And yeah, literally, I loved it. So that, that's one thing I can say when you're traveling, even to this day, if I'm going to a new country, I still get nervous about making friends, but I know I will make friends is the main thing. Yeah, and I guess that's the idea is that, you know, there, I, I can't imagine there's a person or a place or a time where we're not going to be nervous doing those things like I think you know it's a very human part of us that we want to be liked we want to be you know we don't want to be hurt or someone to be mean to us like you know I think it's really like a we're quite we're quite childlike like that and I think it's really innocent and it's kind of beautiful in that sense yeah. but I think when it comes to knowing that you will make friends like despite the fear despite the nerves that can really help people and, and support people in getting on that plane in the first place um, yeah. which is you know I guess that kind of knowing through your kind of group hikes and stuff before that and your life experience before that was like yeah I'm scared about that kind of social aspect and going on my own but I do trust myself and trust that it will work out um, yeah. which is really interesting and I think you know when it comes to Bali particularly it's one of those places where it's like if like me or like you or like anyone else who's listening to this it has been filling your social media feed for a very long time um and I always am when I when the place fills your social media feed I always kind of think you know is it as good as people are telling me and is it is it as amazing as people have showed or said and you know I, I think that is obviously going to differ for people's experiences and stuff like that but I would love to hear about maybe like a high and a low about your time in Bali the first time. Um, yeah. And, you know, did it live up to expectation? What was more difficult than you thought? Because I think, again, bringing that reality aspect to mm. the conversation of Bali in general as this place that we have looked up to for a very long time. Yeah, 100%. What I will say is Bali is very Instagram versus reality through <laughs> and through. So I think when I landed on the plane and I was in Bali, I expected 
the Maldives. I expected this big tropical island, um, the bluest of waters. And I just expected, like, I expected paradise. And now, again, Bali is beautiful. Like, it's one of the nicest places, the nicest cultures. And the people over there are the kindest. And that is one thing I love. I'll always love the people. But Bali itself is Instagram versus reality. The pictures that you see on Instagram, they are the ones that are actually, like, set up for people to be taking taking the pictures like the pictures of the waterfalls you have to actually pay to get down to the waterfalls and go see the waterfalls and then it's packed with people because it's so touristic and then you actually have um indonesian people they're just taking photos like they literally take your phone and they take the photos of you and people might have seen that on instagram and tiktok and stuff um but that's the same ever like the famous like bali swing that's like in um it's like in a beach club but before the beach club it's kind of like it's all it's all rice it's like rice fields are beautiful but it is kind of like there is a good bit of poverty over there like for the actual people living over there so it is very instagram versus reality um but again i can say the people over there are absolutely amazing and the kindest people you would ever meet um so yeah definitely always be wary when you are traveling because the pictures on instagram like instagram is five percent of reality if you look at my phone you're literally going to see oh my god she's off traveling the world she's having a ball but you're not going to see that literally I was I was working as I was traveling or that like some days I actually wasn't chilling by the pool. I was actually like in a co-working space like for 12 hours or something. Yeah, I think there's that kind of sense of confirmation bias that we almost want to. I don't know what it is and I must look this up because it's interesting. But it's the idea that when we're looking at people online, it's like it almost makes us feel like we're we're justifying the fact that we're comparing ourselves to them because we think that they have this life all the time and yeah. for us it's like well of course they're having the dream life and it's us my life is never going to be as good and it fuels this comparison and it's maybe some sort of like negativity bias or confirmation bias that we're like that's all the time what these people are experienced like in Bali and you know I think it's just always important that you know it, a place can still be amazing but it it doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that it's also a place that has other issues uh, different issues or different realities yeah. And it's like, you know, how you experience different cultures and things like that depends more than just what, what it looks like for Instagram and things like that. And yeah. those experiences will change depending on who you are or how you're feeling or how hot it is and everything like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, the part that you mentioned there was the kind of culture in Bali. And I know from from following you through your travels, you were you were really big into the food, the culture, the people trying new things and things like that. And I'd love to hear about like, is there anything that you've learned from that Balinese culture? I think is what is how to say it, that you know, kind of surprised you when you first got over there. Like, what what's different about people from people living and from Bali that kind of shocked you? I guess. Yeah, I think from being in Ireland, I feel like we not that it's a good thing and not that it's a bad thing, but we do have a very societal view. We are very we have been socialized from children up that it's kind of like. You go to school, you go to college, you get your job, you hit 30. It's like you get married, you get engaged, you get the house, you have the kids. And then I was, it's kind of like from 30 to 60, then it's kind of like you work. And then 60, 68, you retire and then you live your life or whatever. Um, And that's, again, one thing that kind of scared me when I was here. But then when I was traveling, that's just not the case abroad. Like we, I might say it wrong, but is it work to live or live to work? It's like Ireland is a very work life. There you go, thanks. <laughs> Ireland is a very like work life balance. Work comes first and then your life is at the weekends. Whereas over in Bali, the culture and the people are very much like 
your life comes first and that's the most important thing and your happiness is the most important thing and then work is what matters so it's after that so they have a really good balance there I think that's that that is what I absolutely love because I realized it was that like I want to live my life before I actually like work a 40 hour week I want to enjoy enjoy life and experience it all and that's one thing that it taught me and the people over there taught me like they have ceremonies Bali is just so cool just for all the ceremonies and stuff I say weekly they have ceremonies and people like come out all dressed up in um the, in their ceremonial outfit um and they literally close off the street and they have parades and it could be parades over anything over men over women over the gods over the full moon like every full moon there's always a ceremony stuff like that um so it was amazing but it's very like family focused over there and that if one of them has kind of excelled they're all going to go with them so they all go together it's not very much like oh well I'm doing better than you and there's no jealousy over there or anything like that it is very much like everybody just grows at the same time which I love yeah that's so cool and I think it's one of those things where it's probably a part that maybe I don't consider when I think about Bali because I'm so filled with the Instagram videos the Instagram pictures is the sense of you know the culture and the people and like the, the religion that the emphasis they place on the family like you just mentioned and it's one of those things where if you spend enough time in a place or if you're just willing to you know look look not just beyond because I don't want to d- just just diminish like the those places like the Bali swing and the rice fields but if you have the capacity to see and learn from the culture and be able to bring that back with you in different places it's like not only does that potentially help where you're visiting but also where you're coming back to and yeah. those kind of like fundamental family community work-life balance or or like you said to, to the idea of working to live rather than uh living to work it's just really an interesting concept is that you can actually give a lot to a culture and, and a country and a place but also you can take the best parts of that away with you like I yeah. hope you do with Ireland um but you also spent a lot of time in Thailand and again my perspective of Thailand has shifted quite a lot having had conversations like I only had Nadine on a couple of weeks ago and she lived in lived has lived in Thailand for four years and she but she was working there so she kind of had emigrated to Thailand less than traveled mm-hmm. but how was your Thailand experience and, and the, was it quite different to Bali because in my head in fairness they seem both beautiful tropical I'm thinking like fresh fruit smoothies I'm thinking gorgeous sunsets was that the case in Thailand? 100%. Oh my God, straight up, Thailand is probably my favorite place in the world. After Ireland, I would say Thailand 100%. I absolutely love it there. So Bali was amazing and the culture and the people are so nice. And that nearly was brought over to Thailand because Thailand's infrastructure was just another level, is the thing. Whereas in Bali, they, the, the roads were broken, if you're looking at that. But then in Thailand, it was all like new buildings, Um perfect perfect roads this was probably only in like certain parts of it and stuff but the food over there was unbelievable it was much cheaper than Bali as well so I actually would compare Bali to very western prices now at the moment the prices have gone up quite a lot whereas in Thailand you were getting dinner for like one euro 35 cent like coke was costing like 10 cent like if you wanted to get a Fanta like again 10 20 cent it was really really cheap um, and it was nearly even more of a relaxed vibe again. Like it was another level of Bali, which is what I absolutely love. So within Thailand, I started down south. So I started, I actually started with Nadine in Phuket. 
Um, and then we stayed in Phuket and then we kind of went over to the islands. So Koh Samui, Koh Phangan, Koh Tao, and then over to Koh Sak. Um, and the south is just unbelievable. Like I say, Koh Tao is hands down my favorite place. And then if I had to go back, that is where I would go. Um, in Bali, again, comparing the both, Bali's beautiful, but there's a lot of, um, there can be kind of like sewerage problems and stuff like that. So some of the sea you can't swim in because it is a very strong current as well, which can be very dangerous. Whereas Thailand and the islands over there were completely different because you were able to go sea swimming. You were literally swimming in the water and you'd have turtles nearly coming up beside you is the thing and you could see all the fish. Um, so yeah, Thailand, Thailand's definitely my favorite spot. And then after the set, we went up north. Um, and the north is amazing and so beautiful and so completely different. So, so different from the south. Like I'm a complete water baby and I love the sea. I love the ocean. And the south was very much, you were swimming, you were in the ocean, whereas the north is very just inland. You're surrounded by mountains, which is beautiful again. Um, but it was like, it was smoke, it was burning season when we were there. So they're like burning the fields. So it's actually kind of like really tough to breathe up there sometimes or when you were doing stuff. Um, it was actually like like your visual was nearly gone because everything nearly looked cloudy. Wow. Again, these are some of the things that you just don't know or you don't necessarily hear about. And, you know, I think that the the comparison of Bali and Thailand is, is a really interesting one because, again, for my eyes, they seem extremely similar almost to the sense of and maybe that's just me but I would think of them just as both both tropical beautiful places far away <laughs> and that's kind of how I would describe, yeah. if I was to describe them in three or four words and you know I think this idea having been in uh, Bali for for quite some time and then the decision to go to Thailand um again I'd love to hear just briefly about your experience of being solo traveler there yeah um, and or did you meet up with a group because I think what I love about about your kind of travel adventures that you you went with the like you went on your own with the intention of hopefully meeting people along the way but yeah. you did pack that bag and book that accommodation on your own to start with and I think it's really to me it's very inspiring I'm going to make sure my mom and dad listen to this because they're like oh but just be careful and I'm like well listen Amelza did it so you know <laughs> it has to happen um but I'd love to hear about that kind of like traveling around Thailand the people the culture um, and those experiences and how they were for you amazing literally absolutely unbelievable um so when I literally went I went to Bali and then booked my flight to Thailand I was just amazed so it was like book the flight over book the accommodation and then the minute I actually stepped, stepped foot in one of the accommodations I met so many Irish people like a group of Irish people in Phuket just walked in and I started chatting to them and then uh, some are gone to Australia some are back home and some are literally still in Asia traveling the world and stuff but it was actually so easy just to make friends while I was traveling. Because it's like I was saying, everybody is kind of going out there on their own and they're a little bit nervous to start. But people really do just bring you in. Um, And then when you're doing different activities and stuff, you're making such good friends. Um, You're you're literally making such good friends all around. So when we went to Phuket. I actually met this girl from Portugal. Um, and we traveled a lot of Thailand together then. And that was really nice because she was on her own and she was quite nervous. Because she never actually, she never traveled before. She was from um, Portugal, but she was actually studying then in the Netherlands. And that was the furthest she ever went. Um, when we were traveling together, we started in Phuket and then went over to the islands. And then since we were together, we were just able to make so many more friends. And then like when we went to the Phi Islands, we were meeting people from um, Denmark and from all different places. And then so they're literally still my best friends to this day. Like you literally meet one group and you kind of tell them like, what your plans are. And then I was always the person that I was like, and what are you doing? And they'd be like, oh, we have no plans. And I'd be like, 
come join us. I'm like, if you want this, we're literally going to book a bus. We're going to get a boat. I was like, you can come with us and you're more than welcome. And then I was always like, if you don't want to, no pressure, but just do know that that option is there. And I think people really appreciate that Um, because another one is the lad, Dennis, who we met over there as well. He was, he was chatting to me and he was like, you're the first person to fully bring me in to actually just like get me chatting to loads of people. And then he loved it because he was a little bit nervous solo traveling as well. And I was like, just come join us. So then we went around Thailand and he actually flew off to Vietnam and then I was still in Thailand and he was like traveling more places. And then he flew back to Thailand because he was like, no, Mel, I'm actually going to come back over to you. And we we're chilling in Koh Samui and stuff like a group of us um, before he was flying back to Bali to then fly home. But like, yeah, literally, once you were going traveling, you start to meet new people. And I think, again, there is that nervousness of meeting people and putting yourself out there and booking the accommodation and getting the flight. But I always say just put one foot in front of the other. That's it. You don't have to find the end goal. You don't have to be like, I need to be here. Just go go with the flow. And then again, like it's kind of like how we were talking about the highs and lows. Sometimes with traveling, with backpacking, it can actually get a little bit stressful just because you are going so much all the time and your social battery nearly gets drained is the thing. So it's like if you can't do all of Thailand in four weeks, just do a small part of it and really enjoy that. And then go again at another time. Like never put yourself under that pressure and stress. Because that's something I realized that that's when I started to kind of take breaks out to recharge my social battery. And it made the travels even better. Yeah. And that's something I think that doesn't get spoken about. Because I think that the conversation of how do I make friends is a big one. But yeah. is how do I, another part of it is how do I take time for myself? How do I recharge my social battery? Mm-hmm. So it's like the other side of it is that you can also overextend your social capacity like there is a level on everything and taking that time for yourself and like the self-care the quiet moments time to reflect time to rest your voice even you know those things are are the other side of that conversation and I think when it comes to traveling and adventure and and you actually fall into a really interesting category and probably one we haven't spoke about just yet is that you weren't emigrating you were traveling but you were also working throughout this process and I would love to chat about you know your introduction into the world of virtual assistant into social media management and everything like that because it allows you to continue to I guess make an income for yourself while traveling the world so some a lot of people who I've spoken to before who have traveled they save they go they come back they save they go those who emigrate work pay taxes have a routine but you traveled while having that kind of technical routine and deadlines and things like that so I guess can you tell me a little bit about what got you into the world of VA at the beginning and how that experience was for you when you were traveling through Asia 100% um that was literally one of the best things I kind of went into and it started really randomly as well so it was actually when I was working in the university um and there was a speech and language therapist over in Carrick who needed some help with just her admin and her marketing and stuff and I was like no problem more than happy to help it's only a few hours and I'm quick at editing videos and then it just kind of like spiraled from there because then I was like I want to go traveling and I was like but I don't again security was a big thing to me and I sold my car I had savings from work so I knew I had money to go but in my mind I was like when I come home I don't want nothing. I don't want to have to start from the ground up and go straight back into a job and work. Um, even though it wouldn't have been a problem, but I was kind of like, I, I did like that like little like um blanket, safety net or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, and then I went traveling. And then, so I've kind of been on and off doing the business for about a year and a half, I would say. But once I decided that I was going traveling, 
that's when I went to hell for leather. I thought I was like, I'm actually going to make this work. And then I started with administration and working with brand designers and working with nutritionists. And then I started to go into social media because I love social media. I love strategies. I love helping people actually like understand their marketing and stuff like that. So it was like content creation. Um, and now I actually teach other people how they can actually get into these roles. So how they can do social media management, how they can like strategize their Instagram, how they can get clients. There are quite a lot of well, current virtual assistants and social media managers. And it's just amazing because it did give me that freedom and that safety net and that comfort to be able to go and travel, but also still be able to earn money. And I think what I loved is that I could basically pick my own hours and times. So with me, I do client calls on Monday and then I'd work on a Tuesday and then I take like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, half the Friday off and then I do some more work. But if I had to do work on a Wednesday, I might work for a few hours and then go out and explore. Um, but it gave me a really good routine at the same time as well. And it kind of motivate me, motivate, motivated me to really do more with the business because I knew I could bring it home to Ireland and I could work on it. Or if I decided to go traveling again, that I could um, that I could bring a traveling with me as long as I have a laptop I am good to go <laughs> it's just interesting because I, I would have followed you through your travels and I would have seen that you would be working and things like that and you managed to make working and also adventuring and socializing work for you and I think it's one of those things where a lot of people are interested in that capacity of remote working or virtual assistant world but I think there's a lot of a doubt of people's capacity and things like that and can you actually make enough money to do all these things and can you actually do it yourself or you know putting yourself out there in social media in the first place and I'm sure you deal with this with your clients as well not only just with yourself is this idea of promotion and marketing and marketing yourself or your business and a lot of doubt can come with that I think when it comes to and I think this is not just an Irish culture thing but I think it's predominantly quite big in Irish culture is that we don't want to be seen as too self-promoting or too confident or anything like that and I just would love to hear about that kind of experience that you have found with you know your own social media and trying to build your own kind of platform and business and how travel either aided and supported that or maybe hindered that I'm not sure yeah 100 percent. um so with anybody listening if this is something that you want to do 100 percent, do it no matter what other people think just go for it because my big thing is that I didn't want to turn around and say if I'm 60 70 and regret not doing it and then what I said to one of the girls who kind of wanted to get into it she was just kind of like how did you get the confidence to do it and I was like it's nearly a mindset thing and then what I started to think I was like if somebody else can do it, who might have less experience that, than me, um, and might have less interest than me, can do it. Why can't I? So that's kind of my mindset to everything there. So even if I ever want to change career path, I'm like, if they can do it, why can't I? And I'll put my energy and I'll put my effort into it is the thing. Um, so yeah, it is kind of like a great world to get into. And I will say it is a lot of work at the start. But then once it's kind of going, it's like everything. You get used to it. You get comfortable with it. Um. I definitely heightened my travel experiences, which I'm grateful to say, because I was able to work and travel and it gave me that like little bit more of an extra income as I was traveling to be able to do more activities like free diving, um, scuba diving, go out on boats, go snorkeling, go swimming and stuff like that. So yeah, it was unbelievable and it was a great, yeah, it was a great way to be able to do it. But again, it was very like mindset because I can see what you mean by like the Irish aren't very like self-promoting and stuff like that um and I think it's just because of that like fear of judgment of somebody else kind of being like 
who does she think she is? What does she think she's doing? <laughs> and that was something that terrified me. And then that's when I literally went like, you know what, Becca? I was like, because if I can do it, and even if I can help one person by doing their marketing or helping them with administration or like promoting their business, I was like, that's worth it to me. And at least I'm earning like an extra, I don't know, between three and 500 euro a month for that person. So it was literally like, if I can help one person, that's great. And then I'm so thankful I did and that I didn't actually take other people's opinions on at the start because a lot of people were like, why are you leaving a good job to actually like go travel and start a business and stuff? And I just went, why not? I was like, I'll give it a year. If it doesn't work out, I'll come home. I'll go back into a good job. And then once I got into that mindset, that's my mindset forever. I'm like, if something doesn't work out, that's okay. There's always a plan there. And I'm a big believer in like, law of attraction manifesting and energy and law of vibration and stuff like that so I'm like if you have a goal write it down and then set the intention that that is the goal you want to achieve and then within your mindset it's always going to be in the back of your head that you want to do it you will do it and you will be able to achieve it and when you look back in a year's time you're going to be like oh my god I actually did that and that's the craziest part of it all that I can look back and be like how the hell did I actually do all that <laughs> And that's the thing. I just love what you said it, the idea of if she can do it, why can't I? And and this is such a it's such a simple, like, like I don't know, quote phrase. I don't know what it is, but it's like you know, there is there is a lot of strength in in taking that personal responsibility and being like instead of being like, well, the market's saturated or there's not enough money in it or I couldn't do that yeah. or I haven't got the background or X Y and Z. And and again, that's you know that won't apply for everyone, but there is a bit of strength in being like, well, actually, this is. I can I can make this work or I could try it I could give it a go it doesn't have to be my full income that's going to pay for my mortgage at some point it can just be something that that supports you during during the process of life or travel or adventure and I think it's just a really interesting um phrase to hear because I just think that's like it it gives you the responsibility it also gives you the power to potentially that change and you know you continue to do that you continue to travel you had you went back to Bali you went to Laos all these different places and then out of nowhere suddenly you're home (laughs) and suddenly (laughs) suddenly you're home and you were a surprise home visit and I'm going to share the video when I show this um, episode of that gorgeous reel of you coming home and surprising everyone but before we talk about what it's like at home your thoughts on Ireland all that good stuff why did you come home (laughs) Such a good question and such a question everybody always asked. Um, so I loved my time while I was traveling and I absolutely loved Asia. And then I was kind of, after a while, I was kind of starting to like miss home and everything I was doing at home. And I kind of knew that I was going to come home for the summer with the thing. One of my best friends is coming out to visit me in Bali. Um, and then I was like, I wanted to surprise her by booking onto the same flight. So it kind of made me really excited to be able to come home. And people will see it in the video because when I told Rachel, I was like, Rachel, I have to tell you something. She was like, oh my God, are you okay? What's happened? And I was like, I'm coming home with you. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm on your flight. She burst out into tears. Like half the videos are cut out, but that was like a five minute video. Literally being like, like you're coming home. Like, you're actually coming home. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to come home to Ireland. And then it was so lovely because I was missing my family and I was missing everyone at home. And I was missing my friends and stuff. And I was saying it before we jumped on our call. I think Ireland is the most amazing place in the summer. Like when you have the good weather, it's like truly one of the most beautiful countries and the most picturesque places you can ever be. Um, So I was like coming home to Ireland for the summer. 
is going to be the best thing that I can do because then after like August, September, I was like, I'm going to go and travel again. And that is realistically the plan. So it's home for a few months. And then it's literally to set off and go again and travel Europe or see more of Asia. Um, or I'm dying to go over to like Mexico and Cuba and places like those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but the video and surprising all my family, they were literally like, like they were screaming. They were like, like my dad was literally like the most old fashioned man ever. And I popped out from one of the machines because he's working at the back. And he was like, you came out of nowhere. You came out of nowhere. And he put his hand out, like, give me a handshake. I went, put her there. And I was like, I'll give you a hug, Dad. And then we just chatted for about an hour. Um, And usually our conversations would just kind of be like, how was work? How was life? But he was so interested and he was just so happy that I was home. That he was like, we're talking all about the travels and all about the countries over there then as well. Um, so yeah, amazing, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things where I had this expectation that you were like, I was like, she's not coming back for a while. I was like, <laughs> the A gig, she's having a great time, and I was so shocked. Like I was like, Jesus, that's such a big surprise. And I think it's just, you know, I guess it's it's a really it's a really lovely thing to feel is that you know you 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 missed home which again is, is yeah. something that not everyone does and, and you missed your family you missed your friends you missed your life here um that you could also come back here but that also um I guess that you wanted to because even it's it's interesting because you had experienced so much you were having a good time again like before you even left in the first place you liked your job you liked your life the same yeah. with Asia you liked your job you liked your job you liked your life you liked your adventures but that doesn't mean you don't ever change it it doesn't mean you don't yes. ever leave and for you, it was the decision to come home. And the why, I guess, was so clear is, you know, your friends, your family, summer in Ireland, again, you can't beat it. You absolutely can't beat it. <laughs> I was talking to a girl this morning who's in Sri Lanka and she was like, I know I'm about to go walk on the beach for sunset, but still, what I would do for 99. I was like, oh, oh, true. like a tater sandwich. I was praying to them while I was traveling. Or dairy milk bars. I was like, I know, I know. And, and, you know, because of that kind of like, you know, coming back to Ireland, um, and you're here for a little while, like depending on how things go and things like that. But I'd love to hear how your thoughts on Ireland have either changed or intensified or things like that, because I think you have picked up so much from being away. You've also grown so much in your thoughts on Ireland as, you know, by default of working here for a couple of years, by studying here. And now you've come back. And I'd love to just know, has your thoughts on Ireland changed? Has anything got better or worse or you know do you see opportunity do you see capacity here for you to be happy long term yeah what are your thoughts love it um 100 so before I was even leaving Ireland I was very much like oh I don't think Ireland's actually going to be the place that I stay in for the rest of my life and I think it's very much the the grass is always greener on the other side I think that's what people always think and that's what I thought so when I was looking at social media and people were traveling I was like oh they're having the best life ever they must be so happy they're seeing the world and then once it's over there like it is an amazing lifestyle but it all really does come down to your own mindset so it doesn't matter where you are whether it's on a beach in Nyland, whether it's on a beach in Bunmahan or whether you're sitting in your bedroom while it's raining outside is the thing the happiness is where you make it and then what you do with it is the thing so in my opinion the grass is never greener on the other side you might think it because you're looking at it from the outside but it's 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 where you are um and what I loved is when I came home to Ireland it's it's the people that's one thing I think I missed when I was traveling as well so the people in Ireland are just like we're just different humans is all I can say 
we're really good crack we have a really good sense of humor if anything goes wrong it's very much Abby Grant um mm. and I love that and then when you're chatting to Irish people and when you're getting on the stories and stuff everybody's just like everybody's just so chirpy and stuff is the thing now the one thing I can say is that I feel like that's very like it's very summer thing when the weather's good and it's, it's a worldwide thing when the weather's good everyone is a lot more happier whereas when the weather's bad like coming into Christmas and stuff like that people like see seasonal changes and stuff um so I think now that I am home it is very much like everybody is in a great mood because we're in summer and stuff but what I love is literally just coming home to the Irish people, coming home, being able to go to the beach and be able to see my friends. And then like the girl in Sri Lanka, being able to go to get 99 and be able to go and get a crisp sandwich and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, so I think for ages, I was like, I want to be able to leave Ireland. And then when I was le- left Ireland, I think I experienced everything I wanted to experience. And then when I came home, I was like, you know what? I actually love our country. I love our people. I love what we do. I love our energy towards things um so yeah I think my perception of Ireland has definitely changed quite a lot and I do know it is a place I probably will come back to when I am finished my travels um or definitely around Europe anyways just so I can be closer to home but yeah I think Ireland Ireland is really dreamy yeah it's one of those things where for, for some people and I think it changes I think their opinions on home or Ireland or what it means to be from you know from Ireland or having lived in Ireland is something that changes and, and some have that appreciation before they go but so often we hear of the incredibly patriotic expats who are traveling around or emigrating and I think it's a credit to this country and this community and the people in it that we have such a grow for it and we take that with us we take the gas shorts and we take the, the sunburn and we take yeah. the, the love of um talking about the weather and things yeah. like that I think that makes us incredibly um unique and special and I think you know having you having had that time away and having the chance to come back and and that love and appreciation to intensify and things like that can't have been a bad thing you know and sometimes we do need to leave to discover that the grass isn't always green on the other side that it's where your feet are and how present you are in that and sometimes it does take that you know travel adventure change of scenery whatever it is and that's not necessarily a bad thing um because I think you know that perspective that you learn in the process of it can also be really beneficial like we spoke about with the things that we can bring back to us from other cultures and you know from everything that you have experienced over the the travels particularly the last couple of months is there any like one or two big learnings that you will take with you now bringing your that you brought home and I guess for the rest of your life yeah 100% I think one big learning and it's definitely something I learned from Asia I mean Nicole used to say it all the time and it's that you like you can't be stressed in Asia because everything works on Asia time. <laughs> so like your boat might leave late or like your buses might not actually be a bus and stuff. And I kind of love that I brought that home because now if something goes wrong, I don't dwell on it. And I'm not like, oh my God, that went wrong. I very much look at it from the objective view and it's like, I say something really random. Like say if I missed a bus, if I was going into town or something, I missed the bus. Like two years ago, I would be like, oh God, I missed the bus. Like, what am I going to do? Whereas now I'd be very much like, okay, I missed the bus. Another one will come. It's going to be okay. And that's, that, that's the mindset that I kind of brought home, which I do really love. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I'm definitely happy I brought home. And then I feel like my love for Ireland has just completely grown because anytime I met an Irish person abroad, everybody, like the one thing I'll say, like even if, we're, if the Irish are everywhere, wherever you are, there is an Irish person. And I think that's the best thing. 
because you can always have the crack with men as well um and that's one thing I love is that and it's one thing that made me realize that whenever I go somewhere home is always going to be there wherever I am because at the end of the day if I'm in Thailand if I'm in Australia if I'm in New Zealand I'll know Irish people there but at the end of the day I'm less than a 24 hour flight away from anywhere and I can always come home so my one big tip of advice for when people are traveling is just make sure you have enough money to be able to book a flight home and after that it doesn't matter what you do because you can get home in less than 24 hours yeah and that's such such a good piece of advice and when it comes to this concept of home like again a little bit I, I I can't stop thinking about it and I think you know it's it's no longer the four walls that you grew up in but it's it's a it's people it's places it's a sense of home it's the capacity to be on the other side of the world and connect about something of similar kind of similarities and sense of community and things like that yeah. and I think for anyone who's traveled or thought about traveling or come home and things like that it's it's it home is much more accessible or the idea of the home or the feeling of home than maybe we were once told to believe that it was the four walls where your washing is or whatever you know and I think that is such a it's a beautiful thing and again when it comes to I whenever I leave home even if it's just to move out somewhere in the country or whatever the thing that I gives me the most comfort is that nothing changes and yeah. that, to me that really signifies home as well is the fact that it will be the same they will be the same when you leave when you come back to a certain extent yeah. and that gives me such great comfort is that yes my life would change or my capacity or my, how I experience the world if I'm in Westport or, or Cork or Thailand or Bali yeah. but I'll come back to the way that I could have been experiencing it that I have experienced it before yeah and so you're never that far away from that, you know, you're never that far away from that feeling. And I think, you know, like you mentioned there, a bit of advice. I always kind of ask my guests, and I always phrase it wrong now, because I'm, I think I've said it too many times, but is there any little bit of advice that you would give your younger self if you knew now what you knew, or if you knew then what you know now, um, that maybe would have helped get you on that plane that little bit quicker, um, would have decreased a bit of your fear and anxiety about leaving a job, leaving your friends and things like that. That, yeah, would have been a little bit helpful to hear back then. 100%. So for me, I would tell my younger self, and I think I tell everybody, just do it. Whatever you want to do, just mm-hmm. just do it. Make sure you never have any regrets is the thing. And whether it works out or whether it doesn't work out, that's okay. If it doesn't work out, find a new route. And if it does work out, absolutely amazing. You might have started a new business. You might be traveling the world. You're doing something um and it's like what I was saying is if somebody else can do it why can't you if somebody else can get on a plane and wants to go over to Thailand why can't you if that's something that you want to do you can do it if you want to start the business and somebody else is already doing it go for it if it works out amazing if not that's okay um so yeah that's one big piece of advice that I give myself when I was younger and then the next big piece of advice is and this is probably more giving my advice nearly like this time last year is that your happiness depends on you. Nobody else can make you happy. Your happiness isn't in buying a new phone. Your happiness isn't in going traveling the world. Wherever you are, it is your mindset and stuff. Um, So focus on your, literally focus on your own happiness. As long as you are happy, healthy, not hurting yourself or anybody else, then it does not matter what you do. Do anything you want in this world and just, yeah, just focus on your own happiness. I absolutely couldn't love that anymore if I tried and you know I I can see you are the product of that you're particularly the last couple of months you are a product of living by those pieces of advice that you would have liked to have heard when you were a little bit younger um but that you're gonna you know hopefully share that with other people now through 
you know your friends your capacity to to share on social media your work your business because I think they're really again it's like you can't I don't think you can oversay things like that because particularly when it comes to personal experience and particularly when you know people who have listened to this episode will have heard everything that got you to that point now today so it's not just thrown away like yeah go have a great life there's reasons why we do things there's decisions behind that there's fear anxiety saying goodbye to people saying hello to others and things like that that go into making that piece of advice your version of, of that question or the, your answer to that question and you know when it comes towards your future and things like that I I heard already Asia and um, Europe more travel is there anything particular that you're looking forward to in the next few weeks months or years um yeah that you just have some whatever those hopes and dreams are um so many I would say so definitely to continue traveling so the plan is home for the summer and then I'm either going to go back to Asia or I'm going to travel Europe or a goal is now to go to Mexico Cuba um Guatemala kind of that side of the world um so that's something I'm really looking forward to and then yeah it's literally just to see the world experience new things and then grow the business and then if the business ever decides to change or if I want to do something else I'm I'm grateful that the last like year of experiences has made me realize that it's like cool if I actually want to stop this business and start something new I can do that cool if I want to book a flight and go somewhere else I can do that um so yeah I think that's one thing well, yeah so for the next few years I'm going to be very excited to see what happens <laughs> listen if people want to reach out to you follow your business follow your own Instagram ask questions about Bali Thailand your travels working as a virtual assistant where can they find you amazing and always if anyone ever has any questions I'm so so happy to answer so my personal Instagram is Imelda underscore Marcy underscore IE so that's on Instagram and then the business is I am so social dot IE um so yeah they can reach out to me there and I'll be happy to answer any questions in the DM or they can just explore my page and see what travel looks like (laughs) exactly exactly and there's so much gorgeous content there um from you know your travels and adventures over the last little while and also with your business page with advice and tips and tricks and things like that and I would definitely recommend everyone take a bit of a stalk because there's some there's some good bits involved there but listen Imelda I have absolutely loved this conversation I've just loved hearing about your experience of you know how you got on that plane in the first place what you learned in the process comparing a couple of different tropical far away beautiful places <laughs> that we see <laughs> and also your decision to come home and how that came about and why that came about in the first place and and what your thoughts are on Ireland now having been away and I guess where you're gonna hopefully go in the future it's just been so lovely to reconnect and hear your story and things like that you know in a place where but where I both last saw you was in West Cork, West Cork. <laughs> I, think, I think it was sunnier when we were both here I remember us being in shorts um but you know I hopefully will get to see you over the next couple of weeks and months yeah, absolutely. but just thank you so much for coming on and being so honest and sharing your story it's been absolutely amazing and I just love this conversation you're so good and thank you so much for having me on Han, and having this space for people to be able to have these open conversations as well I think it's so so amazing so yeah thank you thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Greener Fields to get involved follow us on Instagram at Greener Fields and let us know who you'd like us to talk to next thank you so much again and I'll chat to you really soon